Welcome to Women Create 2 podcast with myself, Lolly, Lauren, Ruby Suze, and Natalie. This podcast brings together women of colour who work in or aspire to work in the film industry. On this podcast, we share our experiences and discuss topics surrounding womanhood, being a creative, getting into the industry, and all things creativity. Be sure to join the community and follow us on Instagram at womencreate2. Enjoy the episode. All right, so you lot remember the first ever episode we did, right? Yeah. And we went around and we talked about our ethnicity. Obviously, we've got our first guest Mm. on the podcast. I'm gassed. She's so gassed. I'm gassed, man. I'm gassed. I love when we get another voice. We need one of Natalie's. Come on. (laughs) And we would love to welcome... Gabs, Hi. are you calling me calling you that? Of course, I'm just yes. used to you know, like Instagram names. When you meet someone on Instagram, it's like you're going by their Instagram name, producer Gabs. That's me, that's what I've got her saved as in my phone. <laughs> um, but we, we're so like, thank you for coming on. I'm honored, I'm honored. Like, honestly, fifth episode in, come on, we're growing, man. First guest, we have to get it in, man. Honestly, I was just like, you know what, it's been us for a minute. And now I want to hear from movers and shakers in the industry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, on the first episode, what we did is that we um, we gave our ethnicities and we said where we're from. So obviously, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you where you're from because you got a nice <laughs> yes. little certain. You got a nice yes, <laughs> yes, I'm I'm of mixed heritage. Come my mum is English, my dad is Nigerian, Come on. and I live in South London. No? Love that, wow. love that, love that. Fantastic. So obviously, you're female in this industry as well, working mm-hmm. in film production, specifically as a producer? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a lot of hats at the moment, to be okay. honest with you. I got my my producer hat, I work as a production coordinator full-time for mm. ITM Productions, wow. and then I also um, do a little development consultancy business on the side. That's my little Amazing. my little side hustle at the moment. This is wow. where we're going to change the game. Come like, on, this right. Is, this is what we And this is why do. she's here, okay? Because <laughs> you know me, how many mess of people that are trying to make changes? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to shake it all the way up. Like, I'm even seeing your t-shirt today, the revolution. Revolution. Ooh, come on. This one is loving yourself, and I agree. <laughs> the revolution has many forms at this point oh, and yes. at the end this it's a era. Good time so. to be alive. Creative yes. And, you know, come true with the Renaissance. Trust like, we're ready. Trust we're ready. Me. And they're not ready. They like this is a whole different breed of oh generation gosh. that are Lolly's she's back. on fire. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Really on fire. Yeah. I can feel it! <laughs> it's yeah, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. The anointing, bro. No, but you know what? Like, it's the energy, bro. Because obviously, I met Gabby on a Instagram, and I've seen mm-hmm. what she's doing. And she's she's worked with some big names, which we will get onto very soon. <laughs> but um, again, like, yeah, like the revolution. People that are actually they're not just sitting around watching what's going on, but they actually mm-hmm. want finding their their lane, finding their voice and really speaking up. Like I say, it's not about how big or small you are. Just speak up in it regardless. We need it. We need it. Like there's more, there's more avenues now for us to actually come and represent ourselves and our culture and our community. And what bothers me is the idea that we won't have control of the narrative. Like because it's like a trend to be, you know, to be black, to be Caribbean, to do that and and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. We now need to be in a place where it's like okay we are the people who are putting out the images that we want to see taking control yeah again. we have to we have to be the ones to inject that self-esteem back into our community come on where it's been missing for so long right so the only way to do that is if we own the space that we're actually cultivating oh, come on. if we don't own it then 
what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. We're still working for the man. The same yeah. thing. Yeah. Forget yeah. about it's it. The, it's, it's a recurring pattern, isn't it? Absolutely. And I'm sure all of us are ready for that change. I think everyone's ready now. I think everyone's really seeing what's going on. I think a lot has been has come to light in the past year. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, okay, we see, we've seen what's been going on. And it's, yeah. it's yeah, man, we want to <laughs> change that. And I think mm-hmm. we're, like you said, we're regaining our power. Yeah. And we're realizing that we have to, yeah, start from us. Exactly. Because mm. we were talking about this like a couple of episodes ago. It's like we need to, like, it's like we were trying to come up with solutions on how we can fix this mm. because yeah, it's a long time coming. And it's like, okay, cool. I think we came to the conclusion that we need to start within yeah our community and rebuild ourselves and 100%. stop kind of leaning and relying on other people to do it for us that's I right love, I, i'm really excited to hear from you because you said that you work within the industry as in like nine to five as well so you work mm-hmm. within a corporation i think that's really that's really powerful because we talked we about talked about, about the fact we? that we need to open doors and we need and to someone's be in these be companies and someone's the got to be there that's it. so that whilst you're yeah. in there you can hold your champion make sure you're putting spoke, the ledge yeah. there make sure that door is staying that, that open because <laughs> i you think what I mean? a lot of people it, it, for a lot of people it's like you know we recognize our power and our influence um but we haven't consistently had the access like yes. as a collective yes. Yes. so now it's like we we have to take the tools that we've that we've witnessed and that we've observed from the industry and don't just run with it for yourself like uh. that's when you distribute the knowledge you share the knowledge you share the experiences and then you just get more people through the door yeah. like i'm trying to change things from the inside out literally yeah, as right. you said exactly. so right, right. that's, the, that's mm-hmm. the powerful thing about it and yeah. like we were talking about how sometimes you have to talk about representation and you might feel like you are the token right mm. at that time i don't know whether that's mm. how you feel but that is part of the the struggle of the journey because people are, that have come before us have also gone through a struggle of some of some sense yeah. at some point they weren't allowed to come into buildings or to access paper or schools or yeah. all sorts of things so yeah. now we have this is part of our struggle for that mm-hmm. generations to come to keep it's real that's it like with the whole like black british identity and and this is an interesting topic actually because that i've seen it pop up on the tl a couple times where people are like are you black british or are you black in britain and like can yeah Yeah. i'm I'm seeing confusion because (laughs) because for me like triggered did you see that that video of that guy on um lbc um what's the guy that runs he's an mp is it lemmy um um, yeah david lamy oh my god i watched that episode i said brav um why what did he say because he was having this conversation about being like he was busy like arguing with a woman on the phone about how he's black british and the woman was like you're not british blah 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 but he was like no i'm black british British." and yeah like they were arguing for time yeah and yeah, yeah oh, boy, sorry. this is gonna Natalie, open up a can of worms. Come on, Natalie, give us the Go on, Natalie, what's no, your? No, I don't. No, give us no, no pressure. Are you, you British, fam? Are you British? Would you call yourself British? No. <laughs> 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 if but, I have yeah. to. What if I have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I think there's a lot of shame. Yeah. Like from uh, when you're coming from a minority community. Yeah. There's a lot of shame with like claiming British because of how the, the, history. Brit- the history of the, the British thing, yeah, people, the thing it? is, yeah, I don't even care about 
No, no, she, what you're saying is true. Shame is true, but it's more so that when I'm in this country, I don't feel like I'm from this country. So yeah. it's only mm. when I'm out of it, if someone's like, where's your accent from? You have to say I'm British. You can't mm. deny it. But in the country, you, you do, you're a minority. So you it's essentially the belonging. You, you, we, like, for instance, if you're not white, you can't really ever be English. That's reserved for white people, but mm. you can right. be British. Right, facts, right, right. facts. Mm. That's the difference that's between That's ethnicity. why I don't quite like taking the British thing. It's like, this yeah. is what you can have. But yeah. we won't I give see. you that. It's real, it's Woo. real. I don't want to be English. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't want technically, it. I am Scottish. Okay. Okay. Ancestryboy.com. No, no, no. On a serious note. You know what, I'm They're taking Scotland. None of you are taking me seriously today. Okay, I'll explain. I'll explain. I do. Me, I've got Irish. Stop it. No, but would they look at you and say that you can claim being British then? Obviously, I'm British because that's I'm born in Britain. I've got my British passport. Okay. That's my um, nationality. Free, okay. That's the difference between a nationality and an ethnicity. Uh, like yeah, where yeah. I was born and got my passport. Yeah. that's yeah. it. I'm British. And okay. also culturally, I would say that I do align with some British because of your mum, right? Yeah. yeah, and yeah, the way I was raised, my okay. mom. Okay. My mom's English, so obviously I have English in me, but. Uh, an English white person will never look at me and be like, no, oh, she's white English. Yes, no. that's what I can't I claim yeah. being white. I'm saying. blatantly a black woman. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like I can... Yeah. yeah. When you have a bit of something else in you, yeah. you can't be English because the whole English thing is about being that pure white... Like, So what about, um, what, what about Meghan and Harry Sundin? Uh, listen, I'm not... I can't, no, we're not I'm triggered. I'm sorry, no. I'm triggered. I can't. Right. I do still... F I feel like it's about how you define what British is to you as well. Mm. Because it's not just about what other people's perception is. Mm. There are certain things that I hold dear that I am proud of as a British person. Mm. Yeah. I know that we've got we, we've got lots of history that is wrong, but I've got lots of history that is linked to the Nigerian culture, especially mm. my particular tribe, that is, is wrapped, rigged in, in civil war and bloodshed and all right. of that. So if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say that I can't be British because of the co um, colonization, then also that's then what not, about- That's not, I mean, in terms of that history, how many generations have you been here? You know what I mean? What do you in mean? In this country, like if we're like, oh, we're ashamed of British history. Well, we're, 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 we're first generation. generation. We're first generation. I'm second personally. You know like oh, my, yeah, yeah, my yeah, dad okay. was born here and obviously my mum's born here as well. So it, I actually don't know a lot of uh, Nigerian people who are second gen as well, like I me. Find, yeah. And I find yeah, that yeah, our yeah. experiences of culture Very different. is yeah. so different. Very and different. Yeah. I'm really interested to actually like have that conversation in a wider space yeah. because- You probably have the same similar experience to my children. So mm. my dad first came here. So I, I, does that make me first, first generation? generation yeah. Yeah. So then my yeah. children, and I do, I, I worry about culture. Like we talked about um, before how um, I'm giving my children Yoruba lessons. Mm. Um, I'm giving my, well, I'm not, I'm not giving, but I've employed as tutor. Oh, amazing. I don't speak it properly. Yeah. Because I worry about. We're losing the culture. The bro. culture, right? But, and then they're going to adapt to more British culture. But I can't, if I don't like the British culture, then I'm going to, it's like I'm denying them as well. And that's going to yeah. make Definitely. them feel rejected. Because that's, that's all they've known. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I say I think it worries about what do you what do you define as British, right? I definitely want to get on to more about like 
how you experience the industry as a woman mm. from both sides, like working in corporate and out of corporate. Like mm-hmm. how how do those experiences differ? Um, that's very, very interesting. So for me, as a production coordinator in my full-time work, mm. I I was hired in this position during the pandemic. Okay. Oh, so wow. I've never actually physically met like oh, okay. the majority of my team. It is literally zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> and, I, and I'm talking to my production manager majority of the time. Um, and, sh- and that's a woman. So for us, we we have this like relationship we have this dynamic where like mm. we you know we trust each other we deliver together and it's kind of us versus the rest of the team which happens to be like in america actually okay, so we're okay. working on a true crime series in america everything's wow. being shot over there okay so we're the people who are doing the logistics from the uk, from the UK. Mm-hmm. so it's yeah wow. it's, wow. it's a mad setup oh, it's a mad setup but um as a woman mm. i feel like there are particular roles that you expect to see women in when it comes to the corporate stuff. Mm. So whether that's the, like, I don't see many production managers who are men. I, 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 I can actually say that I haven't encountered a PM who's a man. Um, but you know they will be uh, director producer. They will be shooting shooting producer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They'll have their extra accolades, which um, is like. Uh, an addition to what's already like a pretty senior title. Yeah. So I feel like um, there definitely is a lack of space for providing women with the same opportunities to like level up in that same regard. There's less trust that women can continue to deliver uh, when it gets to more senior levels and and higher skill sets. Even though it's completely gas, like, Women can definitely do. We can all definitely of this do stuff. it, but do you, would you say it's confidence? It yeah, I think women, um, particularly older women, maybe not so much this generation, but older women, I think, are having to relearn how to sell themselves in the same way that men do. Yes, like you know, uh, taking on that masculine energy. Energy, it's yeah, and um, but then also you see, you see characteristics that men do in leadership positions. And the same, and a woman will have the same characteristics, but then she'll be called bossy or she'll be called assertive or or difficult to work with or something like that. So when it comes to a woman who's the leader, the boss, Mm. but then she has to assert herself in a certain way, men below her, they feel... They feel threatened yeah, by that, yeah. and that is a massive problem for the industry. So it's it's not even Major. it's it's something to do outside the workplace. It's obviously a mindset, yes. right? It's the patriarchy. It's not it's not necessarily fire to that. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's not necessarily oh um, because of your role. It's actually a mindset of how they perceive women, mm-hmm. and right. that women should be below. Yeah, should stay below. Even though women are doing these roles, which actually require, you know, you're active all hours of the day. You're the main point of contact for the whole team. You're organizing things. You're scheduling things. These are massive roles. Like, and then when it comes to the creative stuff, that's important as well. But men are just, they don't. It's like there's different. There's definitely different levels to it. But women are always undervalued first. That's my experience of corporate world. When it comes to the freelance side now, I want to see more women in tech roles. Like I think that what do you class as tech? Behind the camera, okay, cool, cool. sound recordist, okay. lighting, okay. 
um, these types of roles, yeah. that's where I want to see more women because, okay. again, we can do that. And we can be sick at it as well. Yeah. Because we're such great multi multitaskers, because yeah. we have the ability to see in a 360 uh, aspect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and we're often not, we're, we we shy away from those roles because they are presented as being so much more masculine. masculine and and for males. And yeah. Exactly. And difficult. It's because mm. it's seen as, isn't it also because it's perceived as Physical, oh, physical difficulty. Well. So, for mm -hmm. example, like <clears throat> my husband's a software developer, and so I've always seen him doing coding, and I always assumed mm -hmm. coding was really difficult, right? Mm. And he started teaching. He started teaching my daughter, and I w was like, "Oh, wait, hang on a minute. I wish at school someone had t showed me this because I think I would have been." actually really good at it but yeah. nobody like it wasn't taught in an all-girls school back mm. then do you know what wow. i mean so yeah. it's because it was deemed whether um women won't mm -hmm. won't they won't be interested in like coding they won't be interested in computing they won't be interested in these things they pigeonholed i guess yes gender Always. isn't it Always. that all we know is like home economics cooking yeah and uh, sewing Right. Yeah. Although that, that helps. It's a that man's helps, world. It, it ain't everything. Do you know what I mean? And it is, unfortunately. <laughs> but this is. is just something that we need to... Need to we have to change it. For, it's for it's another it thing that's inside us. as well. Because a lot of women will actually internalise those ideas as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you can be speaking on these things and women will be like, that's not our place. Yeah, it's yeah. like, who are you talking for? Like, no, talk for yourself. What do you mean? Me, I'm here to shake tables. What do you mean? Right. Here to shake tables, change the game. Right. Like, revolutionary pending. Okay. <laughs> We're not wasting time at this point. Yeah. No, for real. For real. That's interesting, though. Wow. Can I ask a question? Sorry to Gabby. <laughs> Gabs. Talk can I? either on the side or here. Because, can I? Yeah. Hello. Can I ask a question? Please do. Yes, <laughs> Sounds like salad fingers. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, salad no. fingers. I don't know that either. <laughs> okay, thank God. Something. Right, okay. I was going to ask, how did you make that transition? Because it sounds like, obviously, I don't really know you that well. Mm. But you sound. it sounds like you were doing freelance for a while and then went She's into corporate. Both. Or, no, I know you're doing both now. Oh, but why okay. did... What made you want to get into corporate yeah. and yeah. yeah Tell us about that question. journey. So with me, um, what bothered me about the corporate settings? So I finished uni and then, which was TV production. Mm -hmm. And then I went to, and then I was working like six days a week because I was working in um, broadcast television and I was working at the BFI as well as a film tutor. And then um, I got this role at a production company next. Mm. And then it was, I was a production secretary. So although I was doing this secretarial sort of work, I was, I knew that I'm onto bigger things. Like you can't, you can't keep me in this role. Like, yeah. okay, I can do some paperwork. I can do the scanning. I can manage yeah. the office. Yeah. That's light work. Like give me, let me get my teeth the into challenge, production, please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what wow. I'm here for. Mm. That's what I love. I love to be on set. I love to create. So, um... When it came down to it, I was realizing through conversations with my team members, and it was a small production company, but either way, they were determined to just be like, you have to go through the, yeah. the process. Yeah. Like, yeah. nobody jumps ahead. Like, you need yeah. to be doing this for at least a year, at least two years. Don't rush. Don't rush. Take your time. Do you know, it was one so of them ones. And I was like, bro, no. do you, you don't even know me. Like, I'm just getting <laughs> back to this point. Like, nah, I need to do more. Yeah. Um, and then 
Um, Trying to keep a good woman down. <laughs> it will never last. No. <laughs> so when it came to the corporate side, it's like they, they're determined to keep you in this traditional route. So then I was, I just naturally, I'm a networker. So I was just talking to people, met some amazing people. Kareem Adeshina, who's like a yeah. fantastic producer. Shout out Kareem. I always large him up because he was the first person to actually put me on like in freelance world. Yeah. So he brought me in on um, as production coordinator Amazing. for H and Dig That's music video. Oh yeah, I remember that miles. one. They won an award for that, isn't it? They were nominated. Nominated, yeah. okay. Yeah. okay. Is that the first time that you Yeah, that was the first really? time. So that was at the start of twenty twenty basically. <gasps> yeah. Wait, hang on, just last year we're talking about <laughs> and now she's doing <laughs> things with D- Damson Idris. <laughs> I'm feeling really old. What's going on? No, that's, that's amazing. Wow. Making moves. Thank you. No, 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 no. I love that. I, I love that. You soak it in and then you just run. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Fantastic. Like, I, I, I am a sponge in that yeah. nature. Like, I'm yeah. here to absorb, to experience, to observe, and then through just like building yeah. conversations. Like, yeah. all I do is think about TV, you know. Like, if I'm not thinking about TV, I'm watching it. If I'm not watching it, I'm listening to people on Clubhouse talking about it. Like, this is my thing. You have yeah, to yeah. you have to live it, literally. You have Facts. to sleep, eat, and breathe it. Exactly. And, yeah, with that, um, the coordinator stuff, obviously, I delivered. Kareem was happy. Love it. And then um, we just naturally word were working, to get, working together. And then the word of mouth came through. So we're starting to get a few more um, opportunities. And then later that year was when I produced my first music video. But I say, you know, jump from production coordinator to producer might seem like a mad sort of leap, but I had already produced a lot of projects prior to that. It just wasn't necessarily in the music video field. It was more like documentaries and like, and like like sh- small projects, yeah, like yeah. short projects, yeah. not necessarily funded either. Do you know what's, what I mean? But what's yeah. the difference between production coordinator and producer? So the producer is the person who con- uh, controls the logistics of the shoot, and the production coordinator is basically the one who implements it all. So it's just like if you have um, a big enough team, then the PC will be the person who's like talking to the producer. Um, the producer will be delegating responsibilities right, down, right, yeah. basically, right, right, cool. so that the producer can then focus on other things like mm-hmm. the legal side or or talking to the client, liaising with the client, mm-hmm. right. and finding out other bits like that. It's just like different. So you're assisting the producer essentially. Exactly. Yeah, that's what what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. So you have PC and then you have PM, production manager, and then you have the production. So she watched Kareem and said, Big man, man could do that, innit? Yeah. Man could do that, innit? (laughs) And you know what it is as well? I think uh, you find that a lot of directors or people like that, they look and are longing to find a producer Mm -hmm. so that they don't. They've got something. And now you've got that go to person that you like. I know she's a good producer. Exactly. She's gonna get this done. I'm gonna work with her, and then you build. Those That's how you build your name exactly. as well. Exactly. Mm. That's this all might that sound to be really honest. Yeah. Basic. Sorry, but for I think it'd be really good to define the difference between the roles because I think this is really mm-hmm. informa- yeah, informative. Definitely. So, like when you talk about director, so from my understanding, you guys can help me, but that's the person who's thinking of the whole, how the thing looks aesthetically, the, the visuals yeah. and the vision. Yeah, yeah. Along with the DP, so the DP's yeah. role is to the make visuals. sure it, okay. that visual comes, comes to, to life, life. Yeah. Yeah. and 
talking about the aesthetic and the framing how we're gonna actually do it yeah the technical cinematography side like the director of photography yeah Yeah. Yeah. how's this gonna look on screen right and then the producer is the person who understands the director's vision and then is like okay this is what we need you put the pieces together basically this is how yeah this is how we're gonna do it yeah yeah Yeah, where we're gonna do it blah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah all of them literally and then yeah as i said depending on the lot the size of the crew the producer can then hire to have people to assist in, yes. in those roles. So yeah. production manager oversees budget mainly. Right. And then produce, production coordinator will be the person who's doing a lot more of the little like coordinating bits like scheduling, uh, bringing everybody together, like being the point of contact as well sometimes. Um, getting paperwork signed, release forms, call sheets. Now you've got COVID safety as well. COVID safety! <laughs> Health declaration forms. Like, I'm all over that. I'm Aye. all over that. People are like, are you sure we need them? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Do you want this shut down? Or like, you want this production to get shut down? <laughs> yeah, no, it's big, it's big, big. Like, and, and one thing that I've learned about, because I've been a lot, on a lot of sets recently and learning about how everything comes together and it is really a team thing like the yes the director is somewhat like the name's gonna be on it but it takes a team to run these things and to keep it going Mm -hmm. and the producer essentially holds it together like Mm. pulls everything in make sure that on the day everything runs smoothly you know and there's a lot of people you have to liaise with as well isn't it yeah um but yeah no i think i think yeah, I think we'll have another episode yeah, where we I talk really in depth about the roles. About the different roles. Because yeah. it's definitely, I think, for anyone who's entering yeah. um, <laughs> a little later on in life, it will be really <laughs> interesting to, to kind of find out all these yeah. different areas. Because so your role that so you talked many. about, that sounds like my day-to-day, Could nine-to-five yeah. like, I, yeah. That's what I do. I project yeah. manage. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. well, there's you no difference that. between project management and, and production. production management. Trans- really exactly. Transferable skills. Like, it literally... Yeah. So I'm listening, i yeah. like, but that but that's such a re- that's a big reason why there's so much elitism like within the industry because it's who you've done or it, what you who you've worked with and what you've yeah, done yeah but it? it's also like they don't advertise these roles yes. like you don't even you wouldn't even know right, that right, a pcpm right. exists like yeah. do you know what i mean people are always asking for producers directors like those are the roles that pe- and then people coming into the industry like how do i even get to that yeah. point like i have got no idea yeah. and it wasn't until i didn't even know a production secretary was a thing do you know what oh, i mean wow. yeah. I didn't even know because for years people were telling me oh you know to be in the industry you have to be a runner you have to be a runner for years you have to expect to not get paid big myth i'm like bro are you mad i I live in london you know do you think (laughs) how am i gonna pay my rent like you think i'm gonna be a runner for how many years